It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Yes, you can call him the MVP of this album. And um, 
this album came out 26 years ago, right? So one of the Jesus. things that I, one of the things that that frustrates me as a hip hop fan is that every time we talk classic albums, it's like we go 20 years back and stop. Right. It's like we never talk about the 80s or the early 90s. We 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 don't acknowledge the greatness of how great those albums were and the impact. Well, this is one of those well, albums. That's why you have PSA. Well, that's why you have PSA hip hop. Okay, though. So, so that's why we have uh, one of those albums. So let me just ask you first. What, in your opinion, led to the hype on why this album was so anticipated? Well, you just hit on the head, though, my G, just to piggyback on what you said. Obviously, the first song we heard from Snoop Dogg was a deep cover joint. And we was like, yo, what the fuck is this thing on? You know what I'm saying? And is it safe to say the torch was passed to Snoop? You got you mean we had E forty, they they had two short alcoholics, um, Souls of Mischief, you know, NWA and all that, Cube and all that, but it's safe to say before the Tupac wave came, Snoop was the it was the savior and the face of the West Coast. That that's safe to say. We I don't think agree with that first off. I'll just say this. Snoop was out at the same time as Tupac. Yeah. And Snoop was the Street bigger rapper and all that. And Snoop was the bigger rap star. Anybody want to speak that and, though? Because y'all niggas saying it on Tupac, and Watson telling y'all niggas that in '93, because Pac was in these streets in '93, Snoop damn sure was a bigger name than Tupac though. Not, not only was he a bigger name, he had the 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 more embraced album in hip hop. Like, let's forget about what white people listen to. Let's just talk about. Hardcore hip hop fans. Snoop, just like Ice Cube, pause penetrated the East Coast airwaves unlike no other. Like we yeah. played him, yeah. we played Doc type of kill. We was playing it like this was this was the music. This was our our soundtrack. And you know, Snoop was being played. Snoop was being played. So like you said, coming off the but, heels of his MVP performance on um, The Chronic. Well, Watson, to piggyback also what you said, bro, can we also agree, and you and I, you and I, people listen to me and you, they know we've said this numerous times, the anticipation coming from The Chronic going into this album, we could say, like, was it top three ever? I know we say 50 sometimes. You could throw Nas in there also for going for second album and anticipation-wise. But first album-wise, though, you know what I mean? In terms of anticipation, to me, it's been Snoop and 50 in terms of the, the yeah. buildup. Yeah. So, because yeah. they had a body of work a year before the album came out without a, a true solo album. So people really wanted to hear what they had to say. And um, Doggy Style, me and you all talk about a mic to the we talk about yeah. we talk about four mic albums, four and a half mic albums. Let me be clear, Doggy Style did not get five mics when they initially yeah. reviewed it in the source. It's, it's the crazy. same thing with Reasonable Doubt. It did not get five mics when they originally reviewed it. But, I mean, I, I can understand so, Reasonable Doubt, Watson. I can understand Reasonable mm-hmm. Doubt maybe not getting five at that particular time. I think is I don't know how they didn't give Doggy Style five mics. I till this day that's crazy because you listen to this album as I did before the show, and fam, this shit is so this shit is so ill, man. Not sounding it doesn't sound dated. This shit sounds if it came out now, 
Like, this shit would be some different shit, though. You know, obviously the, ling- the linga and the language is different, though, but Snoop delivered, my nigga, like no one else, man. And Watson, if we go right into the G-Funk intro song with Lady of Rage, can I say this, Watson, that there's not a female alive that might have set off an intro like Lady of Rage? But she did better than a lot of niggas, but I'm just giving the female respect. I don't know if, how many female MCs we ever talked about having dope intros, but for Lady of Rage, this was MVP material, though. The what people this is like a um a Jeopardy question. This is Snoop's first album, and the first person you hear rhyme on this album is the Lady of Rage. And guess what? Nobody was mad. Nobody no. was mad. Do you remember when you first played the album and you heard Rage Rhyming? Did you say, why is Rage Rhyming? Where's Snoop? We didn't nah. think, well, I know personally, me, I did not think that. I was just like, yo, no. Rage is getting busy. Like, I would say, no, I agree with you, Watson. I agree with you, but I did, I did want a Snoop verse, though. I'm, not, I'm not, not taking nothing away from Rage. At all. But you know at the time, it's Snoop. You want to hear Snoop, but I'm hearing Rage, and she's murdering this shit. And to be honest, Snoop was probably like, yo, man, I'm going to let this Rage have this one here, man, because this shit here she's doing here is lethal. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad he looked out for her and gave her, gave her her own right. You know what I'm saying? So I had said this a couple of months ago or weeks ago whatever. This intro, personally, this is me personally, it had a big okay. impact on me than the Dynasty intro by Jay-Z. <laughs> it impacted me. And the reason I have to say that, because I, I, I want people to not be lost. I'm trying right. to keep the people who, who don't know about this. Like, let's be right. real. If you're, under, if you're 30 or under, like, you just don't really understand how great this album is. Because you were four years old when it came out. So even if you I went already. back and studied it, saw that it was big, or you watched YouTube videos, you still don't understand how this dominates MTV. Like, it, just imagine dominating MTV in the yeah, age yeah, of Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers and uh, Guns N' Roses. Snoop dominated yeah. that era, right? Yeah. He was so, he was in the mix. Let us be real. When they playing Bon Jovi, Guns N' Roses and all that, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and shit like that, Snoop is there in the mix in those videos and all that. Like, MTV right couldn't deny it. Could not deny it. So G-Funk intro, Rage, bodies it. Fire Mike. Fire Mike. Fire Mike. And then, and then Snoop comes in. And, and let me just say this. This is the greatest performance of Snoop Dogg ever. He's never, in my opinion, come close to matching flow, delivery, mic presence than he has on this album. That's how great this album is to me. That it was so totally great that. that he that to follow up was going to be the most difficult thing ever. So G-Funk intro, fire. Now, obviously, George Clinton was talking also towards the end, though. So, you know, the West Coast niggas, they always give it up to George Clinton and all that. You know what I'm saying? But Watson, gin and juice, my nigga. Snoop deadass put gin and juice on the map. Can we agree with that? That Snoop put that in Tango Ray? I didn't, I didn't, niggas drank that shit because of Snoop. Let's be clear, my nigga. Can we keep it funky on the show? Smoking blunt and drinking Tangeray. They actually did a song that had the dog kind of lady of rage. And um, Gin and Juice is 
Five Mike Classic song. Five Mike Classic beat. Five Mike Classic verse. Everything about this screams five mics. It's yeah. classic. And let's just say this. Dre's production on this. Fire. Sonically, musically, what he did with Fire. Parliament Funkadelic's, he took Parliament Funkadelic's sound and just reintroduced it to the 90s. Yeah. He took yeah. the 70s funk and revitalized it. It was reborn on this album. Yo, the bass line, you're watching the bass line on this shit, my nigga, is fucking ridiculous, my nigga. With so much drama in the LBC, nigga, the beats sound like some fucking fire alarms, my nigga. You know, and I think this song changed the game. It really did. Looking back now, it really changed the game. This song in particular. And the video was dope also. I agree with you, brother. Five Mike song. There's no denying that shit, man. Um, the Shiznit, Watson. One of my favorites. If I have to pick a song that's in my top three Snoop songs of all time, would definitely be the Shiznit, sir. So the Shiznit. This was one of the first Snoop songs I've ever heard where he was by himself. Because remember, every time we heard Snoop, he was rhyming with somebody. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? With Dre, Corrupt, Daz, Bobby X, yeah. This, this, to me, was Snoop just getting busy. Like, Murder this shit. They in the studio, and Dre lays this track down, and Snoop was just like, yo, I'm about to murder. I'm about to go in on this song. Fuck this. And this show everything I got. Ah. Uh, Another. You're trying to see me on the TV, use a BG, do your double G, I'm an OG. <laughs> Yo, Snoop. Snoop, come on, my nigga. Son, this shit sound like Shiznit. chronic smoking straight right here. And listen, how about this? This this song is called The Shiznit, and it is The Shiznit. Like, it just goes hand in the hand, my nigga. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Five mic song, in my and, opinion. And, and I, like, I like how he just said, this is the shit. That's all I mean. Yes. And he just was like, yeah. Yo. What are you going to call the song? Well, I'm just getting busy. Yo, that's that shit right This is the shit right here. And boom. And Snoop bodied this shit. Body. So you can Body. just imagine. So imagine the hype and anticipation of Snoop's album. And we get the G-Funk intro. We getting gin and juice. And then we getting the shit. My man. This nigga's not man, missing. Let me tell you, in this era, <laughs> not missing. In this era, you had to buy this on tape. Or CD. Yeah. Yeah. You, and, and, you, and you had to buy it on tape almost because, you know, I every tape car first. didn't have uh, CD players at that time. CD player, yeah. So you had to have this tape because you had to put it in your car and blast it. And watch this. Let's remind the people who Snoop was out here running with in 93. There's a lot of good niggas' albums. Obviously, if y'all go to PSA Hip Hop and plug in 1993 Hip Hop Appreciation. You can hear me watching breaking down every fucking dope album that we rocked with in '93. So go listen there if you can. But he was out here with some heavy hitters, my nigga, and he was the heavy hitter. When people talk about favorite years in hip hop, they never say 1993. And the problem with that is, in 1993, into the stage, Wu Tang, into the 36 Chambers, uh, and Snoop Dogg all came out in the same year. That's, and yet nobody talks about 93. 93 was a groundbreaking year for him. Yeah. Because yeah. It, the, arguably the greatest group of that decade came out. And then Snoop, who became Ooh. a living 
legend. Household name. Off of that. So, um, yeah. yeah. So that's the shiznit. So what's next? Um, Lottie Dottie, man. Paying, obviously paying homage to Slick Rick, man. And I love the fact that a West Coast cat at this time, because 93, the West Coast, East Coast shit was not brewing. It wasn't, it wasn't brewing just yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for seeing Snoop showing the East Coast pioneer great love on a song like Lottie Dottie, you know what I'm saying? And putting his West Coast twist to it, Watson. I love this shit a lot, my nigga. You know what I mean? This is very important. This is this is something that's very important to me and it's got to be highlighted. There was no West Coast, East Coast beef that we knew of. You know, of course, Tim Duncan had fucked Compton. But it, 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 didn't, yeah. it didn't really, it wasn't generating into anything because they had put Tim Duncan, they, they had put Tim Dog, you know, they yeah. dissed him on uh, the Chronic album. So they already mm-hmm. hit him back, and then that success was so dominant that that was a battle he just didn't win. You know what I'm saying? Right. No but, um Lottie Dottie, to me, once again, emphasizes how great Slick Rick is and why Slick Rick's impact on hip-hop is greater than you know it. People, this was the biggest-selling album almost of that year. This was one of the biggest-selling rap albums yeah. ever. He saw he more than the Wu, saw more than Black Rick. Moon. He paid homage to Slick Rick word for word. With, he basically sang Slick Rick's song over. Now, think yeah, about it. Yeah, he just throw khakis in there. He throw khakis in there, some other West Coast lingo in there, but he still kept it still Slick Rick, though. You know what I mean? The plat- uh, the pattern and shit. That was dope. Was Lottie, Dottie, Lottie Dottie came out in 1985. This was only eight years later. Could you imagine somebody taking a song from eight years later and just doing the whole song over? People would be like, yo, what's, you, you biting, or the song is too new. But what that well, Sky's shows Sky Zoo L guy did that, though. Right. You took me for a curveball with that. That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, nigga. They put their own twist in song, that way. <laughs> he put the whole so twist so did, did the same beats as Nas with pure brand new lyrics. No, no lyrical. He paid. No, what Snoop did was pay homage to to Slick Rick, and I like that because it showed you that Snoop was a black music historian, and I'm saying right. black music historian for a reason because. George Clinton is all over this album, Parliament Funkadelic, mm-hmm. Bootsy Collins type of uh, influence. So they 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 got a lot of influence from you know funk soul. So next up is Murder Was the Case. I gotta say, man. Wait, wait, first of all, was this Snoop going through trial? Not when this song came out, or when he decided to drop this, drop this as a single. Or when he's going through the case, he decided to drop it, drop it as a single. I think he was going through the case at this time. I'm not sure. I think because uh, he, he, did, he did the infamous um, MTV MTV shit when he came out there in the wheelchair and all that. Remember during the case? Yeah, yeah. When they came out with yeah. the wheelchair and yeah. all that. Um, this was a song where Snoop was doing different voices. Remember, he was he was talking to himself. Yeah, very um, Illuminati-ish. The beat, the beat was very, very sinister, man. Like, like horrorcore. Remember the horrorcore era of hip hop? Damn, 
this was very a, spooky. Yes, yes. This was like horrorcore, but it wasn't called horrorcore. And yeah. it was still, it was a, another Snoop song that you're listening to, man. And just like, man, this shit is fire. Because you just wanted to hear Snoop's voice. You know what I'm saying? Remember, back in this era, man, no YouTube, no nothing. So the only way you're yeah. going to hear Snoop is if you listen to the chronic over and over again. <laughs> or, no or, or, that's it. That's it. It wasn't like he was going out mad. Yeah. Well, I'm going to yeah. say from the, from, the, from the New York perspective, the only way I heard him was off of the chronic. That's like it. I didn't have, his, you know, whatever was going on in Long Beach, if he had mixtapes flooding. We, didn't, we didn't have that shit. I don't know about that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I know I didn't have it. So just to hear him rap, it was a big deal. Let um, me ask you this. Is this one of Dre's hardest beats? No. I think so, Watson. Or there was the case. All right, on this particular album then. How about that? No. No. Ooh, I don't know. This one of the hardest beats on this album, my nigga. The reason why oh, said no, this, this beat is fire. Because the next song beat is even harder. Pause. Serial killer? The next song we're going to do is, yo, <laughs> this is a five mic collaboration posse song, Serial Killer. Corrupt sets a, this song off lovely. Let's be clear on that. Even though dope, Daz, you got a dope verse, but I got a corrupt MVP on this, man. On this song. Real talk. I give I give RBX the MVP. RBX? RBX don't even believe you should get MVP on this, my nigga. Come on, Yours, son. RBX. RBX deep. Deep in the heart, minds of Minota. Now picture this. Let's picnic inside a basket. Not picnic basket. Picnic basket. Yo, I don't think you Yo, I'm just telling you how I felt about it. Uh, RBX's verse on here impacted me so much. I bought RBX album the day it came out because of his verse. I was fanatically looking for RBX music. Anything RBX dropped, I bought. Now, that takes nothing away from everybody got busy. This is a five mic classic posse cut. This is the first time we hear the dog pound on this album, and everybody bodied it to me. Now, here's yeah. the thing. You can have a favorite. It's no problem. That's like you saying nature had your favorite verse on Band from TV. Nothing wrong with it. But when I tell you, mm. Pun's verse is even better, that's my opinion. Uh, yeah, nah, you know I don't mind that. Because Pun did have a better verse than nature. So, nature so, shit just stood out more than me. Corrupt right. was... Corrupt on this... Corrupt spit five of my classic... Yo, Corrupt, is, corrupt the verses on here, my nigga... He had better verses than Snoop on a couple, and Daz on a couple of drinks on here, my nigga. I'm going to keep it 100. Corrupt rapped on. Was fire. He might have had the best verse, okay? He, he did, though. He has a fact. I agree. Verses. Okay? I totally agree, so, man. Totally agree. So, um, next drink. Serial Killer. Who, who am, am I? Let me just talk about, mm. hold before we go to that, the production of Serial Killer is one of the great producers. It's one of my favorite Dr. Dre produced songs ever. So, I, 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 I'll put it. I'll try to make it more modern for you guys, so you could so you could say Drake got so many dope songs because you're thinking about his stuff with Eminem. Yeah. Man, Serial Killer is a Serial Killer instrumental is a is a fire instrumental. Fuck that. Um, who am I? What's my name? Obviously, the first single off this album. You know what I'm saying? The song was everywhere. The video was everywhere. 
just like we said earlier, um, his videos being out there with Guns N' Roses and all the other um, heavy metal rock groups at that time when MTV was out here um, moving and shaking. Before Rap City was really moving and shaking also. Dope single, though. First single off the album, though. That's what we got introduced. Give us something light, but it got Mad Radio Play, though. Mad Burn. Mad Burn. Hardcore George Clinton production that he made to yeah, 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 yeah. That shit was hard, What's though. my motherfucking name? And the, 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 the classic hook, Snoop Doggy. Yeah. Oh, Dog. that, that hook is fire. That hook is fire. Da, 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 he is me and I am him. Yeah, that shit was, yeah. Yo, man, that shit was fire. Slim with the tilted um, rim, right? Yeah. He is yeah, me and I am him. Slim with the tilted rim. Who, 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 who was inspired by those lyrics? Hope took that, my nigga. Relax. <laughs> who? Who? No, people. Who, come on, man. We're trying to tell people. Who? No, Snoop took that, but Jay took that from Snoop. Jay-Z took that from Snoop Dogg. So everybody needs to <laughs> yeah. know that and understand yeah, that. I just said that. He Relax. is him, and I, I, I am him smooth with the tinted brim. Jay-Z took that on a song called Jigger My Nigga. That Next is song. Form- inspired lyric. Next song, for my niggas and my bitches, throw your motherfucking hands in the air. Featuring DPG and the Lady of Rage. Corrupt sets this off. Can't front. Daz was, was flowing on this one, though. I ain't going to front, though. I think Daz might have got corrupt on this one. I ain't going to front, though. His verse was a little bit longer than Corrupt, but then, you know, he tossed it back to Corrupt and all that. And Snoop let Daz and Corrupt get their shit off, my nigga. Rage verse was solid. Snoop didn't even rap on this song, my nigga. He let DPG but he and talked, Rage but he talked. get their bars he off. Talked yeah, he talked a lot of shit. He talked a lot he of shit. Get get the the shit off, though. This is a great posse, another great posse cut. This is, um. I'm going to tell you how I feel about where they should have went with the dog pound after this album was, uh, was out. Because there was a big Twitter conversation about the dog pound dog food album and if it was a five mic classic album or not. And I'm a, I'm a I got four mics. Based on this, um, this is another classic song. The, the production. I mean, let's be clear. This is this is one of the great produced albums in history. In history, in history of music, I agree. Great produced album. This is a fire production, and it's a dope, uh, a dope podcast. This next the song, Chronic, CNN, World Report, like those productions on those albums. Fire, man, fire. Um. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Featuring R.I.P. Nate Dog and Warren G. Man, Watson, I got to say, my nigga, the hook on here is everything. Nate Dog, legendary. Yes, my niggas, legendary verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you plan, if you play this now, my nigga, you know what I'm saying? In this era, like, if you play this song in a club or somewhere, like, niggas our age, they'll know Nate Dog's verse line for line, bar for bar, man. Nate Dogg was the MVP on this drink to me. Corrupted this thing also. But MVP to me, Nate Dogg. This is another classic produced song that just gives you that that vibe or you just feel good. Uh, yes. It ain't no fun if the homies can't no, Yo, that, like it just and the, and the thing that's so dope about it is the way this album was flowing, because so let me tell y'all, on cassette tape, because y'all don't understand this. The way y'all get is, is either 
It's digitally. So <laughs> who am I is the start of side B of the tape. So Ain't No Fun is the third song that you hear. So you hear Who Am I, then it goes straight into For All My Niggas and My Bitches, and then it goes straight into Ain't No Fun. Just, just, this this nigga's not missing, my nigga. All the songs we listen to, we're talking about. This nigga, my hands are not at the fast forward at all. I'm not like the ice. No fast forward. What we doing here? None of that kind of conversation at all. You know what I mean? Um, next song, man, Doggy Dog World, another single off this album. Had a video for this shit also with Dog Pound Gangsters, Dramatics, and all that. Once again, my nigga, corrupt man. I thought the baseline on here was fucking smooth as hell. Use a fleet. And I'm the fake though. <laughs> I ain't going for it, man. Love Doggy Dog World, man. Love the video, too, also, and shit. It gave us that old school feel. Niggas dancing and shit. You know what I mean? Doing two steps. Doggy up, Dog. Presentation shit. Fire song. Doggy Dog World was a five mic, incredible, amazing song. The song got better because the video paid homage yes. to 70s. To 70s yeah. black contribution to entertainment. You had rerun in it. You had Shaft in it. You had um, you had the great uh, singing group, the Dramatics in it. You know they're the guys who were, that was uh, big for Snoop. Was the for Snoop had the Dramatics in his video. You know that was that was big. That it's was big. Yeah, that was big. It's the doggy dog. Well, they You got a bunch yeah. of young people. You got a bunch of young. This is emerging of old school, great seventies soul music with hip hop. Yeah. Twenty years later, this was a. This is an amazing song. I mean, right. at this point, let's be clear. At this point, we fourteen in the song. This album could be over because we already fourteen in. The album could be over. And, and it's it still, still be five mics. <laughs> um, and this next song. G's and Hustlers, man. Dr. Dre, you're a genius, my nigga. That's all I got, man. A, a lot of nine-trade talks off from Snoop, man. G's and Hustlers, fire. Another solo song from Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Another fire this solo joint. This is for the G's. This is for the Hustlers. For the Hustlers. Production-wise, to me, to me, production-wise, Dre has never been locked in like he was locked in on this album. Because well, my I, nigga, he's coming he from the chronic knew. to this shit, and he's not. He didn't yeah, know what I'm saying. You know what I'm he knew. He knew that all eyes were gonna be on him with this. He knew yeah. this was gonna be the album that the whole goddamn world judged him on. I'm telling you, this man was in the studio and he perfected it. This is this is the album that made to me. This is Dr. Dre. Why he's Dr. Dre? This is why. This is why he's Dr. Dre. Where everybody wants him on a firm. Where when Eminem yeah. said he's going to do a song with Dr. Dre, it's because of this album. It's because of the chronic. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. and, and mind mm-hmm. you, mind you, this is back to back. He's not this missing, my nigga. He's on some Steph Curry shit, man. He's not so, missing, my nigga. Look, Steph Let's be clear. He was goat producer during this period. 91, yes. 92, oh, yeah. Dr. Oh, yeah, definitely. Producer. You, you and I think we highlight that when we did our Dr. Nobody Dre versus Premier. There. There, was nobody, our, there was nobody putting music like this. When we did our Dr. Um, Dre and Premier talk, we only highlighted that that Dre did not miss at all on, on the Doggy Style album at all. Uh, next song, She's Up, Hose Down. 
the bass and the fade. Yo, Dre, man, I feel like I'm watching Dead Presidents when you hear this shit. And obviously, something you brought to my attention, because uh, I haven't heard this album in a while, the Can I Live by Jay-Z or Gotti doing the beat and all that. You brought that to my attention and all that, man. I just feel like this is that pull-up music, man. Pull me up a trick type music, man. Jesus holds down, man. Jesus up, holds down. Jesus up, holds down. Salute to Dre for another well-produced, influential song. You want to credit Irv Gotti for using the same sample on Can I Live, right? Yeah. Awesome. You're crediting Irv Gotti for that, right? Yes, sir. Uh, another... Another dope, dope produced song with Snoop just kicking it. Like, the album was just flowing at this point. Flowing. Mm-hmm. And the last song. Pump, pump! I think it's a very slept-on song. Like, when niggas talk about Doggy Style, niggas they never do not really it. talk about Pump, Pump, though. It's like, they don't even think that beat is fucking serious, my nigga. You know what I mean? And illegal and, and Little Malik from Illegal. Remember the group Illegal? Little Malik, what they first did. He went, so did I. He went, Malik went to Snoop, and the other one went to um, Eric Sermon mm-hmm. when, they, when they broke up. And yeah, he, he, double, he double had um. This was a big look for, for Little Malik that he was on this. Because the thing is, we knew who he look. was, but this, this is another, this is another slept on trivia question about this album. Do people even ever acknowledge that Malik from Illegal Yeah. It's the last verse on this album? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of historical trivia. So, let me just say, Doggy Style is one of the greatest albums in black music history, one of the greatest albums in music history, and in my okay. opinion, it had a profound impact on New York City hip-hop. That's a fact. It deeply impacted the way looked at hip hop and rapped after this album came out. There's no way that they just did this album like before we heard before it got to the masses that Dre and Snoop and all them niggas listened to this album and they must have been sitting there like, "Yo, this shit right here that we got right here, man, this shit about to shut the game down." I really wish we could get a sneak peek. Of how they felt after listening to you know, after this mastered mixed and all that, did facial reactions actually listening to the this album. This is why you know what's great about it. One day, if you can never get Snoop or Corrupt or Daz to talk, you'll actually they'll actually you'll the people who listen to the show will actually hear a hip hop conversation. <laughs> You're not going to be like, what was it like working with Snoop? Oh, you was in the studio. What was it like after that? No, you will have to break down these songs. And you'll yeah. really get a feel for how great this album is. This is a great, great album for whatever the reason is, man. People, I guess as time goes on, people try to act like this album didn't come out. Yeah. Y'all know yeah. Snoop because y'all see him with Wiz Khalifa. Hey, I don't know Snoop it. <laughs> I know Snoop, word up. I know Snoop with me as I crawl through the hood, maniac, little chick, call him Snoop Eastwood. Snoop Eastwood. When I heard ah! that for the first time, I was like, yeah. who the fuck is this? 20 year old dude. Think about this thing. Snoop made this album at like 21 years old, 22 years old. Like, I think about the product, my bad. This hip hop music, man. This is like yeah, the it greatest. It is, my nigga. This is five mic material, production, flow, bars, features, repping the West, the West Coast sound, having East Coast niggas have to respect. 
their sound. Like, this is a five-mic classic album, man. You know what I mean? Um, Before I wrap it up here, y'all niggas leave comments. Comment, boys. Leave comments on me and Watson. What classic albums? I mean, obviously, me and Watson don't do what we want to do, but just tell us what I'm y'all want to like say. This. Um, I'm going I'm to awesome. say this. This is what I want to put out there. Can you name a better West Coast classic album than this album? That's what I'm going to say. For me, no. I think a lot of niggas will say Tupac, Me Against the World, All Eyes on Me. For me, no. I would go Doggy Style. Well, well I'll that's be chronic. That's, See, here's a conversation. What, it's almost like it was written Illmatic. Like, niggas always have that conversation, the chronic, you're the right. doggy style. You're right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. It's, it, yeah, you're right. It, it, is, it is the Illmatic. Midnight Marauders, is low in theory, you know? Yeah, you're so right. Like that. that's, the, that's, the, that's the argument it is. That, that's yeah. the argument it is. But I'm taking You can't go first. wrong either way. I, you're right. But I'm saying on the West Coast, period. Period Snoop. So, so comment, so, let us know, man. What y'all think? Yeah, let us know, what man. What y'all think? Well, no. Yeah. So before you do that, I'll ask you. You have, you, you're a big fan of Kendrick Lamar. Does Kendrick Lamar have an album, in your opinion, better than Doggy Style? No. No. Wow. Not, not no. the Temple Butterfly, not Section 80, not Dan. Love all those albums. Love those albums, but nah, man. Nah. It's a, it's a different feel, my nigga. Like, when I listen to... When I had the chronic and doggy style, like I was amped when I know Snoop was dropping a solo album. Like shit stopped. Shit didn't stop when Kendrick dropped the album. No disrespect to Kendrick, but it didn't stop. It wasn't like it was Snoop got universal love when he dropped. You feel what I'm saying? Not saying Kendrick didn't get that, but not not in the way Snoop did, my nigga. Not the way Doggy Style did. Just no, nah, not like nah. There's certain albums that yeah they they five mics and they four and a half and they classic albums, but did they hit me in the fucking soul? Like doggy style, I can't say that, fam. Love to pimp a butterfly, but not did they hit me like snook shit. Nah. Let's no shade this to um to um Kendrick Paul. But that's what it is, man. We're gonna keep it moving here, man. Appreciation time, sir. Now we obviously did a Shannon Sharp appreciation combo. But we're gonna kick it over to the guy that's who headlines, who's the, who's the head dog of that show. We know this guy from Cold Pizza, First and Ten, over there with First Take, him and Stephen A. Stephen A and them still got that name, First Take. I would like to think that Skip had a lot to do with that also. I say Skip Bayless, my nigga. You say what, my G? One of the most controversial, opinionated sports talkers on television. And if you are a hardcore sports guy like me and you are who who keep our channel always on ESPN or ESPN2 or ESPN News, <laughs> one of them three channels, and I'm gonna be, let me tell you right now, I hate that ESPN News name because I, I will literally used to keep my television on ESPN News all day. Yo, all ESPN day News is kind of lit, though, Watson. It's funny you said that, though. I used to keep my niggas, channel. Yo, yo niggas are saying ESPN1. Or ESPN two, but now nah, ESPN News was really where it was at though, because it was constant highlights. It was a constant yeah. ticker, and anytime something yeah. happened, it just kept getting updated. Facts. Because you know, sometimes ESPN they they have bowling on, they have golf on, they'll have fashion and all this other different stuff. But ESPN yeah. News kept it just every half an hour. So yeah. uh, 
There was a show called Cold Pizza. Skip Bayless and Woody. What was his name? Woody what? Woody Page. Woody Woody Page. Yeah. And they used to argue back and forth. And I found it entertaining. I don't know why. I loved it. I cannot tell you why. I loved it. I loved it. Tell you why. People, well, you know what it is? Me and you come from a, a radio love, and we used to listen to these two Italian guys in New York City called Mike and the Mad Dog. And they used to always go back and yeah. forth with their yeah. sports. No bars. And, and then to see a national conversation, because Mike and the Mad Dog kept it 1,000% They kept it funky, though. They kept it I mean, funky, local, though. you can't get more local than that. Like, it's yeah. strictly local. This back-and-forth debate to a national topic. And I just like seeing people with differences of opinion, with strong opinions, go back and forth. And that's when Skip got on my radar, and I started really liking his bombastic, flame-throwing opinions. He pissed me off at first, though. I ain't going to front, though. He did piss me off because I remember, I want to say it was 08, What's the year it went on? Because you love to remind me of this when AI played for Memphis or Detroit, I think it was at the time. No, it was Denver. Uh-huh. Pardon me. It was Denver. No, no, no. It was the time when AI was playing with Carmelo. And Skip would get on AI. Like, he had this personal vendetta. This, this is what me, uh, got me to really get a Skip. I never seen nobody really get an AI the way Skip did. And I'm like, damn, he really get an AI and shit, though. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, it, you know, one thing I like about Skip, though, He'll have that same energy, like when, like if he talks about a particular person, and if they come on the show, he'll have that same energy. Whether it's T.O. Chad Johnson, you know, we see him and Richard Sherman go at it. Um, recently, him and Jamal Adams went through it and all that. But we saw I him agree, and Mark Cuban went at it. Remember, remember him and Mark Cuban went at it. Yes, yes. When Miami won the championship, him and Mark Cuban went at it also. Um, him and Jalen Rose, that was very <laughs> entertaining when Jalen kind of got at him hard body and all that. Um, and obviously, I think when Chris Bosh was on there, like the way he played Chris Bosh, remember that shit? Yep. You know, he's calling him Bosh Spice and all that crazy shit. But you're right, though. Um, him and Woody Page gave me that fucking odd couple kind of feel. Felix Unger and all that type shit. You know what I'm saying? Two grumpy old white dudes talking about sports and all that. But I think for us, when it got with um when Stephen A got the first take, I think that's when the continuity and the chemistry for that show took off. Would you agree with that? I think when Stephen A wait before we get to that, I just want to talk about something another okay. quick Skip Bayless moment. Okay. I realized that I was watching Skip Bayless in the early two thousand because I remember when LeBron played his first game. Skip Bayless dissected that game, and I made sure. I was there in the morning to watch him review it. Like, I, I, I realize now that if something major in sports happens, I can't wait to hear what Skip has to say about yeah. it. Yeah. You and know what I'm saying? Can you agree with lot. that? There are people who hate on him, people that hate on him still feel the same way you feel? Even the people that hate on Skip feel the same way you feel? Yeah. Obviously, he impacts people because, you see, he's always getting, getting into it with NFL players. They're always tweeting, <laughs> tweeting something at him. And he has to, That's and then right. he does a whole segment on it. Yeah. He follows no one on Twitter. 
and has over a million followers. Follows nobody. That goes to show you how impactful this man is. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you're right. Once he got with Stephen A. Smith, the show became must, must TV. watch TV. Yeah. I'm somebody. I used to communicate with Stephen A. Smith when Stephen A. Smith wrote for the Philadelphia Inquirer. I used to email him on this AOL account. And back in them days, the sports columnists, they would respond to you if you emailed them. Like, you could get at them because you'd see him on TV say something, and you'd get at him on on his AOL uh, account. I'm respond back and to he, you. And he you right back. So um, I always know about Stephen A. Smith. Always. And when he got with Skip Bayless to do back and forth sports opinion banter, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was, was, was must watch TV. That's when I learned. You see, I don't remember him when he was a Woody Hayes that he was this Dallas Cowboy fanatic and a San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, fanatic. that's the thing. Don't see it. I gotta keep it real. When he, when he was a Woody Page, he didn't really profess too much that he was a Cowboys fan. It felt like as when Stephen A. got there, then you started seeing him open up a little bit more. You know, then he started learning. He went to Vanderbilt. He averaged 1.5 wedding in high school and all that. He wrote for his – I'm sorry, Skip. This is the truth, my nigga. Um, he wrote for his for his school and all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's very opinionated and all that. So, yeah, I thought when Stephen A. came there, we learned a lot about Skip a little more. He opened up a little bit more. I think what Skip, what Skip brought to – what Skip still brings is he became the number one LeBron naysayer in sports history. No single person has been as critical to LeBron James more than Skip Bayless. Whether it's a stick or if he truly believes it, he has cornered the market in LeBron hate. I will never forget when they lost to Orlando. Skip Bayless went. Hell, because after the game, do you remember when LeBron came outside and was like, "I'm a winner. I've won at every level." He had a Yankee hat on. This on twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, he had a great Yankee fitted on. I remember that shit vividly to this day. People listed. What do you mean you're a winner? What do you mean you're? LeBron. LeBron gives LeBron gives Skip Bayless so much ammo. Material. Gives him so much ammo. Yes. Well, nigga, what about when he lost when he lost to the Mavericks in two thousand eleven? Oh my God, Skip was going in on LeBron when he lost to the Mavericks. To this day, to this day, Stephen, I mean, to this day, Skip Bayless will not ever. At least once a week, he brings that up. That that in two thousand eleven, all the time. He never come on. He he would say LeBron's not a good free throw shooter. He let JJ Barrera. Punk him, J- Jason Terry. Punk him. He always brings that up, that same rhetoric all the time. And, and you know why? And you know why that's the most successful go-to? Because there's no way to defend it. When he brings that up to guys like Chris Bassard or or Shannon Sharp, they get, they start fumbling at the mouth. Okay, yeah. I, I'll agree with you, Skip. The Dallas, yeah. like no one can defend that. And he has that go-to card, that go-to move. And then he always says another thing. Ray Allen won the championship for LeBron. He always sticks to that. Always brings that up. That's his go-to move right there, too. Is Ray Allen hit that corner shot in game six against my Spurs? He always brings that up, my nigga. And he doesn't like Floyd Mayweather also. 
Because oh, he's with Floyd. You know you're going to rock with Floyd. One <laughs> in Pacquiao to beat Floyd so badly. Badly. Remember I mean, when he had to it, rock the um the TNT shirt and the way he threw it off? He looked so <laughs> disgusted rocking that shit. The nigga looked disgusted, son. Disgusted and shit. Um, you think he felt like Stephen A. was? I don't want to use the word disrespectful to his comments and all that. The certain things he said. Do you think Stephen A. was ever over the top with Skip? Well, Skip might have felt disrespected. No, no, not at all. I thought Skip, um, once again, handpicked Stephen A. because he had superpowers at ESPN. Yeah. And um, he just wanted to change. Not only did he want to change, he got a bag of all bags to move to L.A. And listen, what did Biggie say? I'm going, going back to Cali. To Cali, $26 million, yeah. my nigga. Yeah. Skip made Skip made the move, and to me, let's be real. I follow Skip to Fox Sport One, a channel that shows sports car motor racing. <laughs> it is channel on, and where I'm saying it's channel ninety nine. It's a channel that's never ever used, but I, I use it now, undisputed. and I only use it when Skip is on. And if I do not watch it, my YouTube channel is subscribed to Undisputed. So I can yeah. never miss Skip talking. You, to you, you know one thing that's underrated with Skip, though? Like, when he's talking about, when he's actually talking about football or basketball, like, just talking about the, the game itself. He talks like he knows what he's talking about. Like, I remember his, um, when they talk about safeties and, and, and football players should be in certain positions. You never really hear Shannon say, nah, Skip, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Skip was one of the biggest champions of my guy Vince Young. He, he always was, he was. Vince Young. And Tim he Tebow. Tim Tebow. And he, nah, but and Skip, he was, Skip never... was on point with Tim Tebow, though. He was on point with Tim Tebow for that one year, though. When Tim Tebow was on the Broncos, he was on point with that, though. Every fucking week, every day was a Tim Tebow talk. Kind of old deal or whatever. Every, every day was the Tim Tebow talk. Um... When that Eagles guy said that racist word, what was that dude's name? Remember the wide receiver for the Eagles? Riley, Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. Skip wanted him out the league. Skip yeah. wanted him out the yeah. league, kicked off the team, and Stephen A. was more trying to be like, no, chill, chill, chill. Skip was not having it. So I never looked at Skip thing. as a dude that yo Skip support a lot of brothers though, man, in sports though. No, he rides with them, man. He does he not. He rides with a lot of brothers in sports. He, That's a he, fact. Yeah, like 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 especially when it comes to race issues. I mean, yeah. one of the the moments that was real important was Cuban said, "When people wear hoodies, I want to cross the street." So black people were offended by that. Skip Bayless said, I don't give a damn what black people think, and went on a rant dogging black people, like just going off. Mm. Skip Bayless is a white person was like, yo, I, I don't know how – like I need somebody to check uh, Stephen A. So he went and got Michael L. Dyson on to come on like the next week. I remember that shit, yeah. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I remember that Michael hey, Dyson episode, yeah. Good call. Bayless saying, I got to get somebody ill for this because this kid, cause Skip Bayless did not want to be on a show where he got the white guy. And then you got yeah. Stephen A. Smith supporting Mark Cuban's nonsense. Yeah. So I give props to uh to 
to Skip Bayless. And let's be real, Skip, man. Yeah, I, I, I do. I salute Skip Bayless for picking Shannon Sharp. That was a shrewd, shrewd move. That was a great pick pickup. That was a great acquisition. <laughs> and that was a great he had acquisition. To pick somebody, and if you notice, he was not. He did not want a white dude. You just, you know, that's not what he wanted. He did not want to have a show of two white guys talking about. I don't think so either. That he I don't was going to so cover that was predominantly. So black and he players. brings Rob Parker in there. He had he has uh, Matt Barnes in there, Derek Fisher, uh, Eddie House. Bussard. You know that's all Bussard. It's all Skip. It's all Skip. It's like once all them niggas went Skip with um, the FS1 and, and Colin Cod went there, everyone followed suit after that. Like mad niggas. Like and, 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 Wiley, Whitlock, all these niggas. And let's be real. Um, Rob Parker was fired from ESPN because he said some facts about, um, facts about my man, about my man from the Washington Redskins. Like he's not a real brother. Or something to that effect. And ESPN fired him, right? Skip Bayless. Yes, and that was Skip Bayless' man. And I know in Skip Bayless' mind, he was like, damn, I don't have the power to stop this. And I think stuff like that bothers Skip. So when he so when Skip clearly got power over at Fox Ball 1, because you can tell their boy is too, You can tell Rob Parker. Before back in the day. Before Rob Parker was alive until Skip went back yeah. to uh, Fox Ball 1. But you can tell Watson. You can tell they boys also, though, the way they talk. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh no question. No question. Skip a cool cat, man. I rock with Skip, man. I, I, like, with, for, I, I like with Skip. Skip <laughs> I like when Skip tells us stories about when he was a beat writer for Jordan. That's why he would always defend Jordan. He always. Would always defend Jordan. Because he always talks about his beat writing for the Chicago yes. Bulls. He's never yep. seen a greater play. He'll never and he always rocks that. Jordans. He rocks Jordans every episode, my dude. With his suit on, he rocks the Jays. <laughs> Skip a cool cap, man. Just keeps himself keeps himself in shape and all that. You know what I'm saying? So man, that's what it is, man. I skip Bayless. Appreciation, man. Watson. One more, one more topic here, man. You want to tell the common boys who you told me who were the top selling artists of all time or some shit like that? So on the Billboard R and B charts, on the Billboard, on the Billboard R and B charts, you can hit number one. So they listed the top six R and B or Black entertainers to have the most number one hits on the Billboard R and B charts: Aretha Franklin. Stevie Wonder, James Brown, Janet Jackson, and The Temptations. So those are five who have the most number ones. There's one rapper in that list, only one. In the over 40-year history of hip-hop, there's only one rapper who has as many number one hits as those legendary figures I just named. And let me be clear. The people I just named, do you consider them Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore, legendary figures in music? No question. Do you consider them that? No question. You consider them that. So if you consider them that, if I were to tell you there's a rapper who's on that, who's right there with them, 
Would you put him on the Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore all-time list too? Who? Aubrey. No, he's not. Aubrey has 19 number one Billboard R&B hits. He's second okay. only to Aretha Franklin and Stevie Wonder. That's it. Only Stevie Wonder and Aretha Franklin have more number one Billboard R&B hits. Drake said. So what does that mean? That he should be. So Drake, is my rush one now? Drake. When we reviewed his album, he had a song where he said, he's on my Rushmore and with with three other faces that are him. He is 100% accurate. I think when you have a 10-year body of work like Drake, you, Drake is being humble. Jesus Christ. Drake can call himself the GOAT if he wants to. He's just being humble. Man, get the at fuck out of here. He ain't no fucking GOAT, man. Knock it off, my at nigga. This point, get, get, at this Chabazo, point, get in terms of hip-hop, at this point in terms of hip-hop, Drake can call himself the GOAT. He no, not to me resume. at all. Why? No, you see? So are you basing this off of sales or quality yeah, of I'm music? Basing, I'm, I'm basing it on the fact everybody I just Because you, you, you're there talking been. about my Rushmore and all that while I'm saying GOAT talk. Like, what are we talking about here? Well, let me ask you I this. Mean, Why was it? All right, let me ask you a question, Watson. How come Scorpion did not make your list? An honorable mention and top 10 of 2018. We, we reviewed the album. It's on this channel. Because it didn't penetrate an old, old head like me. I was an old head. That's why. I'm more. That's the reason why. One, two, and you stop him. I'm more. I'm more impeached the president. Funky drummer. Impeached the president. The rest of president. That's the kind of hip hop that I gravitate towards. But in the last ten years of my life, from when So Far Gone dropped, Drake has dominated the airwaves, the streets, the streets of hip hop. The hood, the stock it off, knock it off. The hood. I'm trying to put the hood in there with Drake. The hood. From the what you want to the no, from the projects to the PJs doing hood. <laughs> Man, get the fuck out of here, Watson. The Who projects to the PJs with YG. Who? YG. Sam, I um, don't have I don't I don't have Drake over Kendrick. That's a fact. Okay. I don't listen that, at all. Listen in quality and of music and albums. No, 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 and no. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. I don't even think Drake got a better album than Cole's Forest Hill Project. How about that? So here's the here's the thing about that. How about that? At some point, how are we gonna? How are we dismissing his success? Like how are we saying because he's successful, therefore he does not count because he has more. Hits been every rapper in the last ten years. Hits, uh, every rapper who's ever lived. Not sales. This has nothing to do with sales. <sighs> this is when he's charting R&B on radio playlists on airplanes. I think the Pimp Butterfly and Good Kid, Mad about- City is better than any projects Drake has ever had. I don't give a fuck when he's biting off Little Brother Alfonte style back in the day and all that. No, I would just would never have Drake over Kendrick. 
and I don't have them over cold either. Like music that I want to listen to, I'm, I'm going to listen to Cole. I mean, Cole and Kendrick before I listen to Drake. It's just a fact. Okay. No, I mean, it, it depends on the setting. The fact. No, if it's a setting, if it's, if it's a barbecue in a setting, and the kind of setting I'm in, if I'm drinking, I'm going out and all that, and Drake is on, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm have a head nod, yeah, definitely. But, oh, I don't go, you can't, I can't go to the club every day and and, and be in that setting. You know what I'm saying? Listen, if I want to quality of music you, and bars, if Thriller, Kendrick. If I tell you Thriller sold 25 million records, and because it sold 25 million, it's better than it's better than Lionel Richie. It's better than Lionel Richie's All Night Long album. And I say, Thriller sold twenty five million All Night Long sold eleven million. Are you gonna say, nah? Forget the sales talk of Michael Jackson. It doesn't count. The, when I talk Michael Jackson, I can't. But when I think about track. Michael Jackson, I'm not thinking about sales talk. When I think about Michael Jackson, I'm just thinking about Thriller off the wall. I'm not thinking about that shit and bad album. I'm not thinking about his, his gross of, of sales or, or yeah, one network, network sales, and all the that. The sales matter with him. The sales, he had the number one song of the whole time. Not to the consumer. Okay. I'm not the artist. I'm not getting a chunk of that. So, so, I'm going to grade you so on the quality of music. If Drake will stop being humble, Drake has a strong case to say he's the GOAT. He can make that case. No, you can't, you can't say, say he's the GOAT himself, of all time. No. What? what I would never have Drake over Ove. Never. Now, I understand that. But what he can say is that I'm more accomplished than any rapper in history. He can say that. And what are you going to say? Sales talk? No, I'm not talking sales talk. Because Eminem has the sales talk on lock. He doesn't Eminem, have Eminem has dope albums. Eminem has classic. So has I'm just saying in terms Drake. of his... Let's be clear um, on that. Drizzy hold you down ten summers. Uh, no, are, are, are you gonna? You does Drake have a better? All right, does Drake have a better album than the first Marshall Mathers LP? Oh, I'll wait. Yeah, he does. Get the fuck out of it. Get the fuck out of here. No, he don't. No, he doesn't. Then the Marshall Mathers LP. Which album is this? I'll wait. Go ahead, nigga. The Slim Shady LP is his first album. The Marshall Mathers LP is his second Nigga, album. I didn't well, say his first album. I went straight to Marshall Mathers LP because that's my favorite album. No, no, no. He has nothing better than that. No, no, no. He has nothing better than Marshall Mathers LP. That's what I'm talking he about. Doesn't. Drake does not. Yeah, but, but but he doesn't have anything better than Doggy Style. What is that saying? He doesn't have anything better than Give It To That Trying. That doesn't mean anything. He doesn't have anything better than Illmatic. That doesn't mean... Well, when niggas talk about Drake, them. they go back to the So Far Gone mixtapes. That's where everybody's go-to move is. Go back to the mixtapes. Comeback season and all that. They say his first album that he had. I don't think it was a classic. I think it was a dope album with with Ti and all that. Well, nothing was the same. Was I? Right. Six God was straight. I did not like the last three projects, man. The Six God and what's the other one? More Life. I did not like that album at all. The Scorpion was not that good. To me, his last couple Fine. albums have been three mics and three and a half at. And they're, and, and they're his biggest best. album to date. And they're his biggest albums to date. Yeah, because niggas they're are buying them for the name of the... Niggas, niggas are buying them shits watching because of his name. That's why. He's going to sell because of his name. Beyonce is going to sell because of her name. Because of the name. That's it. But when you listen to the quality of music, it's not that great. Can we agree with that? No, we can't agree with it. Because basically you're saying... Whatever this generation... Their views is trash. Their views is terrible. 
Views was terrible. Nobody talks about Views was caca juice music. I, I I really liked Views. Views came out in 2016. I vividly remember taking the song um, off that album. I I yeah. how many do you take off? How many do you take off? Keep it on it. Don't tell me you took off eight or nine. Fuck out of here. I don't believe you. No, nah, I didn't take off eight or nine. I did not take off eight or nine, but the songs I took off, I really liked. So, you know. I don't take eight or nine songs off of most albums. Off of most That's a fact. albums. In this, in this you era, get yeah. eight or nine songs yeah. off an album, you damn near got a four-mic album. If you can get nine bangers off of one album, that's right. four mics. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Dale I Soul doing an album with Premier, DJ Premier and Pete Rock? co-producing the album together. I think it's great that um, old school legends like De La Soul are dealing with legendary producers. The problem is I'd rather see uh, DJ Premier and... No, no, no. I have no problem with it. It's just, But it's not anything I'm looking forward to. Really? You got a guy like yourself who, who rocks with De La Heavy? No? P-Rock, I mean... Knife Wonder just did an album with Smith & Wesson. Did you know that? Yeah, somebody just sent me the link. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, I would love to listen okay. to it. I fucked with Knife Wonder heavy. So my point is, I'm not racing to get that. I'm not racing to get it. Are you going to listen to it? No. I mean, the Smith & Wesson album. No. <laughs> I'm saying, nigga, you, you the same nigga. Come on, son. You're not gonna listen. I'm surprised you're not gonna listen to that. I'm really shocked. I let me ask you something. Have I have I talked to you about Smith and Wesson music at any time? Besides The Shining, and maybe the first Coco Brothers album. I didn't like the Coco Brothers uh, first album <laughs> when they called themselves the Coco Brothers. When they called themselves the Coco Brothers, I wasn't like, yo. Let me just say this because it needs to be said. I wasn't a Smith and Wesson diehard. Relax. I like health Relax. Better. I Relax. like health a lot better. Wait a minute. That? You're not telling like, me Operation like, Lockdown by Health Skelter was better than The Shining, are you? Yes, I am telling you that. You're easily. bugging Without the question. fuck out. Without You're question. bugging the fuck out now. Nah, R.I.P. Sean Price. Love Health Skelter. But that album was not better than The Shining, my nigga. The yeah, Shining is still at the table, at the stage. And, and no infamous. No, yes, it, it is. Can't. Yes, the no, fucking my nigga, the shining. My nope. nigga, before Jada Kiss and Styles was doing the back and forth, who was doing the lovely like Smith and Weston? Don't tell me where it goes. Smith EPMD. All right, yes, I'll give you EPMD. But Smith and Weston was doing that shit lovely, though, my Run nigga. Run DMC. They was. Run DMC. Run DMC. But I'm talking about in that era. I'm talking about in the Marvel era. Peppers, Robert 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 Let's be clear on that. That album is five mics, nigga. That album is not fact. sitting at the table with Into the Stage. It is not sitting yes, at the is. table. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, oh, yes, it is. Definitely. And the infamous. If you're so, and the infamous. If you're, that's what I'm about to say. If you're saying that album sits at the stage with infamous, you can't yeah. prove it. You can't, right now, you can't prove it. If we go trackless to trackless, you cannot prove that album has as many bangers recognize, as Recognize? Are you bugging? Wipe your mouth? Yeah. Look how much I did. Yeah. You are dick rider. Dick rider. Why you fucking? Can you go get the fuck out of here? Can you go get the fuck out of here? Like you can on the infamous? 
Can you go 11 strong? This mic has 11 five mic songs on there. 11 five mic songs. Are, are there 11 five mic songs on The Shining? That you yeah, Bucktown was fire too, nigga. Bucktown was fire Just also, B. Give me 11. You can't, you can't find 11 five mic songs on there. Or in the information, you can. How, how can I? Or in the information, you 11. How can I? Sound so, no. very out? So, so, yo, yo, here's another thing. I'm gonna um, I wasn't, and yo, Soundboy Burial was not my song, man. You, and I hated you when the locks over that. Yo, I, yo, check Let's get it. I hated, I hated when the locks did that freestyle over Soundboy Burial. I was not feeling it one time like was that, fire. Man. One time was fire. Oh, okay. You one, one time was fire? Go. Yeah, you got ten more. You put so 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 let me ask you're putting the shining with the infamous? Which yeah. mean you argue that the infamous was more might have been more loved than Illmatic? It was though, my nigga. It really was though, B. For real. So so real so the shining to you is as good as the infamous. Yeah, it is. Okay, so I'm glad you said that. So now I'm gonna ask you. The shining, is it as good as Gibbet you not trying? For errors though, my nigga, but it's just five mic album for me. Errors. There's not one wax song on there. There's not there's not what my nigga, you talking about a song album that came out in ninety four or ninety five compared to the album that came out in two thousand three. Like come on, look at the, the gap of there. The shining, doggy style of the shining. They were two years apart. I love them both, man. I'm keeping it real. Which I love them both. To you? Which one was better to you? And with me, I can tell you albums that are better. It's not I love them both. I can tell I love, you I love them both. I love them both. I love them both. You can't. I love them both. Let me answer. Yeah, because I love them both. Doggy style was a better album than The Shining. I'll answer. I'll answer. Shining was fire. The infamous. The infamous was a better album than The Shining. I'll answer. It was. The infamous. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The infamous was a better. Hold on. The infamous was a better album than The Shining. But when you say better, don't make it sound like it overpowered it, and like The Shining was just or some shit shit of an album. Like niggas didn't play that. Like it wasn't dope. It was a fucking fire album. So you're agreeing that the Infamous was a better album? Yeah, well, I play the Infamous more than the Shining, but I love the Shining. I'm a Brooklyn nigga. I love the Shining. Mm-hmm. I'm right. in front of the Shining. That's crazy. And you said well, not funny. Oh, the Skelter's Operation Lockdown was oh, better absolutely. than the Shining. I love nah. Operation Lockdown. Wow. The Madness began. Wilding. Yo, I love and what the continuity, my nigga. The continuity. The continuity on The Shining was A plus. So why did so why did so why did Duck Down Records drop? They went Black Moon first, then went Smith and Wesson before Elta Skelter. Cause Bucktown, cause the way Bucktown hit Bucktown hit like an atomic bomb. No, because Bucktown the whole album, because the whole album, because the whole Let album. Let me say this. I, I, I'll take it a step further. Bucktown's best song on that album. That's debatable. That's debatable. I'm telling you, I'm Burial you my, is fire. No yeah, Soundboy Barrel is fire. Wipe your mouth is fire. Yeah, yeah, man. The Soundboy Barrel remix. The Soundboy Barrel remix is five mics, my nigga. Sorry. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This mm-hmm. album, in your opinion, is as good as Into the Stage. It's right after Into the Stage. Okay. Into the Stage means five mics. Oh, Smith 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 and okay, to the so stage, but, but I tell you what, more. The Shining, I still played it, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you do that. 
I still play the shining hard body, nigga. What the fuck is you talking about? Hard body. The continuity on that album, the Jamaican flavor on that album. Like, I was wearing camouflages because of these niggas. So I'm saying, like, you bugging. Them niggas, yo, my nigga, do you remember? Hold on, hold on. Do you remember the song with Fat Joe? I I know you remember the song, but the Fat Joe, um, was Fat Joe J with a damager. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I, oh, I, with Mad Lion and all that. And when Slipper Weston verse came, man, you bugging, man. And when Slipper Weston, man, Weston was the shit, my nigga. I'm Shining was fire. I'm bugging because I think the infamous was better than the Shining. No, that's you're bugging because bugging. Operation Lockdown. No, you're bugging because your Operation Lockdown is better than the Shining. That's why. Operation Lockdown, Operation Lockdown meant more I, than me. I feel Washington nah, like better MCs than both of them. It's not even up for debate. They're both nicer Yo, than both liver, of them. I give you lyrically, but the flavor and the continuity and the shit these niggas are talking about at Slipper Weston, the Shining, was, was fire, my nigga. I'm sorry. It just was, yeah, man. I got Operation Lockdown. I got Operation Lockdown. Was... I, 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 I can't believe you didn't rock with the shining like that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. That album Shut came out, man, and it, and, it, and it was a letdown for me. A letdown? Watch your mouth. That album was a letdown, letdown for me, Nobody, I've never heard no one say the shining was a letdown. Never know when say that it was a letdown. You know I always talk about classic albums. How come I never Jay talk about Jay Wood like Damage's second album was a letdown. That was a letdown. Charcoal Quest Love Movement was a letdown. That was a, that was a letdown, this my album nigga. was not as good as I wanted it to be. You oh, coming on the heels of Black Moon. You coming on the heels of... Great follow-up. Great follow-up. They coming on the heels of... Um, what's the name of that song? Le Fleur, Le Fleur, Escocia. They're coming on the heels of that. They're coming on the heels of the remix. That was afterwards. That was after the that, that, that was after Smith & Wesson. Le Fleur, Le Fleur, Escocia. That was after Smith & Wesson album. I Got You Open Remix came first, right? 94 yes. Summer. Yeah, that came out first. Black Moon, yes. Yeah, man. So, mm, all right. Listen, Le Fleur, yeah, Smith & Wesson. One of those albums that didn't do it for me. It did it for you. I can't it for me. I'm really gonna it was better than Takao. It was better than Takao. It was better than Takao. Not to me, it wasn't. You're bugging. It was better than Takao. Yeah, it was better than Takao. Minus, minus bring the pain. Minus bring the pain. I like Fat Joe. Minus bring the pain. I like Fat Joe. What about Sub Zero? What you thought about that song? What did you think about Sub Zero's album? No, 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 no. We're going back to Takao. What did you think about the song Sub Zero? Sub Zero's fire. But what's the what do you think about the song PLO style? Wait, what did you think about the song PLO style? PLO style was dope. But that's still in the battle with the blood cloud was, was my what shit. What do you think about Mr. Sandman? Those songs are dope, and I still got some of West and a better album than Takao. Yeah. Nope. I strongly disagree. Yeah. Now, I totally I disagree now. with that. 95, I totally agree with that. Came out. And 95, the year came out, I liked Fat Joe's album better. I played no. it more. No. Nope. Now this nope. is what I'm really gonna yeah, cause they now this is what I'm really gonna this is what I'm really gonna throw you off. I played the Rotten Rascals album more. Son, my the nigga, my nigga, don't do that. I say, I nope. promise you. Yo, watch I'm it. I know you probably lost Watson. You know you lost watch it, hold up. You know you lost no. a lot of a lot of lost a lot of niggas with that one, right? No. Y'all niggas no. don't front act like y'all niggas know what a rotten rascals. You have to be a fucking real hip hop nerd to know what these niggas, these niggas talking about. But you know, you know, I don't believe you. But you I, don't, know, I don't believe you, though. Know. I don't believe you. Play. You, you, you live in Brooklyn, you know New York. You, you live in Brooklyn, you New York. 
I'm going to tell you why I know you believe me, because you immediately knew who I was talking about when I said the Rotten Bastards. You immediately knew who I was talking about. And you're like, damn, because you remember when they came out. You remember when Trench's little brother and his crew came out with that album? Yeah, man. I yes, man. with that album. More than I, The Shining? Yeah. More, I I more than I'm, Shining. Watching, I more. I'm not saying you ain't fucking with it, but more than The Shining, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played that. I was playing Raekwon. Like, I don't know, my nigga. The Shining and everything to me, son. I'm not going to front. Uh, I'll tell you another album. I played um, Sitting on Chrome after Ace more than that. With Rod Digger? My nigga. With Paula Perry? With Rod Digger Paula Perry? 100% more. Wait, wait. So, so you can understand how real it was? I played Master Ace and Sitting on Chrome like I played the infamous in Triple Links. So, nah, I, I, you know, I, I can't say that. I can't say I was on that type of time. I'm telling No, no, I, I know you wasn't, but I want because I want you to be clear on how much I like that sitting on Chrome album. Paula Perry from Four Projects and Lord Digger, who produced I like the, my favorite master. My favorite master Ace album. My favorite master Ace album was the one he dropped in 2001. Disposable Arts, I think it was some shit like that. Um, that was your favorite master Ace album. Yeah, it was. That album was actually dope. Yeah, we talked about that shit when we did the 2000 um, appreciation. We talked about that. So, just to be clear, I played the Alcoholics Coast to Coast more than Smith and Wesson in 19. I like Coast to Coast, but it wasn't better than the Shining. I like the Alcoholics. I played. I played Old Dirty Bastard, Return to the 36 Chamber more than that. Album was not better than the. No, my nigga, I'm not going to get the fuck out of here. Listen, I love Brooklyn Zoo and Raw. Listen, Brooklyn Zoo and Rawhide are all in snakes. Brooklyn Zoo, Snakes, and Rawhide are the go-to songs on that album. Okay, and not Jimmy's damage. Jimmy not damage. And not damage. Wait a minute. And not damage. Was damage. Fire. Dam- no, damage was fire. Oh, okay, damage okay, okay. Damage was fire. Okay. Okay. Uh, I played. I'm telling you what I played. I played just more than the Shining. Me I personally, I played Big Girl's album more. I'm just telling you what I did. I can't believe you fired on the Shining like that. I'm not going to have a Hall of Fame album. That's a Hall of Fame album, my nigga. That's a Hall of Fame album. I'm sorry. I played Grand Poober's 2000 album more than the Shining. By your damn self. Remember when he had that Lambo? Remember? Fuck out of here. You remember that Lambo? Of course, my nigga, but knock it off. I played this. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I can't believe this nigga said that. Yo, Jealous you know what I'll... Bad joke. No question. No, so no. no I know for a fact I play Jealous One Envy more. I play Jealous The song Success, Envy, produced by L.E.S., DJ Premier, The Shit Is Real Remix, produced by Primo, Dime, Watch Out, produced by Diamond D. With you, but, Yo, my nigga, you talking about songs. And nah, I'm not going to let The Shining, my nigga. You bugging the fuck out, my nigga. I play Jealous One Envy more than The Shining. I, I, I know that for a fact. I know that for not a fact. Me. There's no question. That's not what I'm saying. That was my joint. Smith and Wesson was everything, man. The back and forth with the niggas was fire, man. One time for your payment. Listen, oh, you know I'm being real with you because you know this. I never bring up the shine when I talk my classic albums. Can you at least admit that I never bring that album up when I talk about classic albums? Can you at least admit that? Yeah. Admit what? See? So you know so you know I'm a hundred thousand with this. What's that? That uh, that I made that that I made that to me. Fuck it, the fuck out. You got that at the table with uh, liquid swords. You got that at the table with liquid swords. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's wow. not taking another, That's not taking a shot of liquid swords. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I can still with this shit. 
Yo, my, and that album can't be next to Liquid Sword. It can't. That you can't put that album next to Liquid Sword. My nigga, Sword. Smith West End. My nigga, if Smith West End is still touring, people want to hear the song of the Shining Man. That's all they want to hear it be, because of how much that that album was. That. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Do you know the Jizzers on a Liquid Tour, uh, a Liquid Swords tour right now? As you speak, all he's doing is performing the Liquid Sword album, and he's touring the world. He's touring mm. the world. Off of the, and he's calling it the Liquid Swords Tour. That's what he's doing right now, as we speak. No, the Shining cannot liquid show sword. nothing near L- Liquid Swords. Liquid Swords is better than Tikal. No, not better than Tikal either. Liquid Swords is better than Tikal? Who dropped in 95? Wait, Liquid Swords was not better than Tikal? No, no, Liquid Swords was better than Tikal, yes. Oh, yes. okay, okay, yeah. okay, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. So, so let me ask you something. I'll tell you another album I played more Mr. Smith. The LL Cool J album. L- my, my, my man. My man. And doing, my man. doing it well? My man. My man. LL Cool J album, Mr. Smith, I played that album, let me be clear, a million times more than The Shining. A million times more. I fucked with that Mr. Smith album, Hard Body. I Shot You Remix is one of my, it's better than any song on The Shining. Let's talk about it. I, no, I, I disagree. Let's talk about it. I disagree, man. Because let's be real. My nigga, my nigga, first of all, my, my nigga, first of all, Prodigy and, Fa- and Foxy LL has the best verses on there, number one. All right? You talking about a remix song compared to, what, 12, 13 drinks on the, on the shine, and you're fucking the fuck out, man. The shine of the You ask any rapper in the era about the shine, they're going to tell you that shit was a classic. I bet Biggie was playing that shit heavy. I bet you that. Somebody get a little season on the phone right now. I guarantee you that, my nigga. <laughs> guarantee that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I, listen, I agree with you. A lot of people have that hold that album in a special place. I don't. I told you the albums that meant more to me. And Master Ace sitting there. Snickers probably, probably, probably playing the Boogie Monsters and the, the Bush Rotten Babies and, and shit. Fuck out of here. more to me. The, the Rock and Rap album meant more to me. The Young Black Teenagers every, also? Every, every Wu-Tang album that dropped that year meant more to me. The infamous Don't tell me the me. Sons of Man. There was no Sons of Man. Yo, Watson, Dre got Dre got kicked. I'm I'm about to text him and see what's going on. Yeah, I see he got kicked. He um he's calling me now. Let me merge him in. All right. My minutes dropped. Okay. You know, you, I think he's still on. Because mm-hmm. I merged your call. Say it again? I think you're still on because I merged your call. I don't think I'm on. Really, would told me that. Yeah, I can hear you. Are still on? Yeah, you're still on. Yeah, because yeah. I merged your call. You're still on. Oh, man. Damn. <laughs> well, you're going to do some magic work at this part. <laughs> so we get us back in. No, no. We, 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 we said we had to say. We said we had to say. So we good. We good. Right. But, but I merged you into it. All right. Yeah. Watch out. You mix. <laughs> that shit was dope, man. But come on. It wasn't, you know, come on. Take this home, my G. PSA Hip Hop. The home of Bucktown. Home of the original gun clappers. I'm glad you said that. Drake. 
Dre from Crown Heights, Wasser from Do It Die Bed Style, La from Bedford Stuyvesant, the Live one. one. Yes. Yeah. PSA Hip Hop. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. You already know what it is, man. Watching the three, really the back of C, man. My nigga. One. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.